When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this bonus episode of Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Matthew Aguilar and Connor Casey. And uh, in our bonus episodes, we don't try to do it all. We try to do one thing and one thing only, and today that is talking about Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. This is going to be a full spoilers discussion if you don't want to be spoiled and you just were kind of coming on here and figuring out what's the deal with Rebel Moon, please do go listen to our regular Comic Book Nation live show, which we reviewed Aquaman 2 and Rebel Moon with no spoilers. So if you just want our impressions, go check that out. Come back after you've seen the film and uh, join this discussion. But without further ado, boys, on the regular show, we found out we have some pretty divergent opinions about this. Well, actually... I don't know. Connor was very mad at it. I was kind of indifferent. Matt really enjoyed it. So let's pick up there and kind of for people who may not listen to that other podcast, though you should subscribe to all Comic Book Nation. Let's talk about why. Uh, I said that for me, Rebel Moon, there wasn't anything particularly wrong with it. I think I was harder on it on the live show because I was just still getting out my kind of disappointment about it. But I think visually it was good i think the concepts are there and i said i wanted to kind of talk in more spoiler fashion about why i had a problem here i think the visuals are good i think the universe is good the costuming all of that is good i think there are good characters here i just think that in this particular chapter the way it's executed there is no real hook into it like there is no thing that pulls you in and makes you attach to at least one character who you can follow through this whole journey and do this whole thing, I'm going to stand up because I'm getting heated, uh, and kind of like, you know, have that thing that you need in a hero's journey. Uh, Sophia Botella, who, you know, people are saying about her acting, but like, this was a girl from Kingsman who became a breakout star because she was like one of the best henchwomen ever, and, and she's been in other things where I've, I love her as an actress. So it was weird to see her kind of fall flat in this in other characters in a character actors who i also know and respect like you said jacks teller charlie hunnam is in this jaimon hunzu there's a bunch of good actors in this but ray fisher is in this like but there's no hook to make you narratively or in any particular scene there's no charm there's no han solo moment or luke skywalker and kind of imprint you could put on anybody to kind of you know say that's like me I think the problem that I didn't want to get into is I think Snyder is, is overthinking things too much. Overthinking is now a big focus of post-therapy Kofi. And I feel like that Snyder overthinks things to the point where I'm writing articles about how this guy has 800 years of lore for this universe planned out, which is great. And he storyboards everything. So he sees it all. He has it all imagined. That's great, but we're not you. You've enamored yourself so deeply with this universe, clearly. And that's wonderful as a storyteller. That's necessary. 
But you got to also remember that your audience don't give an F until you make them give an F. And that's the whole trick of storytelling is like, you are a God with whole worlds in your head. Yeah, I am all day. You know how much that matters? Nothing to other people until I make it matter to them as a storyteller. And you got to do that work. I feel like this project has come in with like Zack Snyder saying, all right, I got all the angles. I know all this awesome stuff about the universe, all this awesome things. But now like an old school kind of like, you know, British novel. It's like, we're just going to start at this very boring beginning and slowly go through each pace of this to get you there. And we talked about the Samurai, seven samurai influences and all that. But this movie, and I tweeted this out, it's like, I felt like I started the movie in the middle, even though I pressed play in the beginning. And I feel like Zack Snyder, and this was like Army of the Dead too, he's dropping us in the middle of these universes that he's fleshed out, where he knows that you know, we're going to come back in a couple of years and maybe look at Sophia Botella's character at this point and be like, oh, we know so much more. And this is so interesting at this point in her life. And why would she be in a farmer now? We have all this backstory and it's so interesting and catch her in this point. But right now, I don't care about any of that. And nothing in this in this film makes me feel like I should care. It's just telling me like this is epic and deep stuff for this character. And you should watch it and, and understand that. But I don't feel it. And so that was my disconnect with the movie. But apparently, Matt, you, you that wasn't as much of a problem for you. No, no, because because here's the thing: I can't, um, you know, I can't push back on a lot of that. Like, <laughs> like I understand it. I understand where the divisiveness um, comes from. I'm not someone who's going to sit here and say like there aren't issues or certain things couldn't have been executed better. Um, my only thing is that I, it didn't it was not a problem for me to become invested because ultimately it's a very simple premise at its core. It's someone who feels guilt written over what they caused and someone who has a history with the people who caused it, trying to go collect a bunch of warriors to come help save their village. And ultimately it's, it's just, that's it. Like I, I didn't, you know, I, I invested in that core, uh, concept and then ran with it. And all I was doing was meeting these other really interesting characters along the way. Uh, you know, Tarek is, I, I really like, I was like, okay, like what's his deal. And then like, by the end of that flying scene and everything that comes after, I love that character. Uh, you know, Porter, um, oh, sorry, not Porter. Um, oh my God. I'm blanking on the actual real actor's name. Cyborg. Oh my God. What's Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Blood uh, yeah, Fisher, you know, he's, you know, for me, he's not in it uh, as much because, but it's crazy that I still felt emotion. And we are talking spoilers, by the way. So, like, when he dies, I don't know him for very long. And on paper, I should not care one way or the other. But I did because I liked, I loved that whole sequence. I, I just, I was invested and I can't really explain it because all the points you're making are valid. I just, I, I was already in, I was invested in their, in those two's journey. And when you meet uh, Hunnam's character and stuff like, you know, I, I liked them all and I liked them all for various reasons. And I was bummed when the, like, you know, like double cross happens. Like I actually felt emotion. They're like, really dude, why would you do that? Like, yes, on paper, you can say like, I see it coming, things like that. And, and all those are valid, but I was invested. And I was invested all the way throughout and all the style and stuff that Snyder is known for was icing on the cake for me. Whereas the issues I've had in past things are 
that's all there is. And I can't really get invested in some of the things. And here I was, it was very simple. Like the, the tether and connection ad score is very simple there for me. Um, but I dug it, man. I can't, I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't dispute it. And then there's Connor. Kofi, you, you made a lot of good points. You know, the, the movie is very pretty, uh, but that's a Zack Snyder movie for you. They're always going to be pretty. They've been pretty since Dawn of the Dead. He's, he's very good at visuals. But when, and, and I'm glad dude's got 800 years of lore. That's awesome. Lore building is important. It's, it's important to build up your world. But when your characters are all stoic and grumpy and you keep hopping to the next planet to go find the next person and that person is also stoic and grumpy, I get it, it just becomes such a, a slow, tedious slog of a process where I go, hey, that's a cool little fight scene you got there. I can't name any of these characters and I don't care about any of them. And the only twist you got is that the final fight winds up happening on planet a instead of planet B cool. And I, I said it in the original review this feels like a grift. It feels like we put out the subpar version of this so that Snyder can keep hyping up his bloody, you know, curse word filled, all this, all the sexual stuff that's implied in this version, we can just do it in the director's cut. He's just going to keep pushing that, even though this is Netflix and you didn't have to hold back on any of this because this isn't going into a movie theater. So I had to, I had to sit through your rough draft and be told to be excited about the final version whenever you get around to that. No, thanks. well, it's like. It's like if a hip hop album put out like the censored only version first and we're like, you're going to have to wait to get the full explicit version until later. And it's like, everybody loves like curious what this album is. And they're like, all right, I'm going to listen to it like this. And it's like, yeah, I got to hear it the full flow when I, when I see the uncensored version. And I agree with you that it's a weird move. And they did put this out in theaters, but it wasn't a big enough event. It wasn't a wide release. It was so yeah. incredibly limited that I don't think, but I get what they're doing. They're trying to draw in a larger crowd for this, but it's PG 13, but at the same time, I almost wanted to tweet about this, but I just didn't feel like it. I felt like Twitter's too, could go too many ways, but I just was sitting down and when the movie started and they put the warning label at the top mm -hmm. and I started reading what was in it. I was like, I almost paused it, took a photo and be like, this is like one of the wildest, you know, you know, explicit warning things. It's just like, sexual things, sexual assault, you know, this, that, the other extreme violence. And I'm like, what? And then like, I was like, is this PG 13? Like what is happening here? So yeah, I, I don't know what the full version is going to be, but there's certain parts that I don't need to see in certain extremes. That I don't think we needed to go to in this movie particularly, but Hey, we're going to see. But um, I do think that the whole, again, I think one of the things you're talking about here is the gruffness and stoicism of the characters there is this weird thing where these characters keep bonding with each other in this unspoken kind of warrior way, which I get in like Kurosawa films because they're all from like a similar context. But again, I feel like this is a thing where one day I'm going to get the anime anthology of what each of them went through to make them jaded, broken characters because they're all broken, right? Right. Like, Jaiman Hansu's guy is drunk as hell and been through all this stuff from when he did in the war. Nemesis lost her family. 
Blood Axe and his sister have sacrificed everything for the revolution and seen some stuff that even made them revolutionaries. So there are stories here, and we're clearly going to get those stories at some point. And so I can see the anime anthology of each character's backstory and all that. And like, so that when you get that information, you go back and watch this again, and you're like, oh, I see why they instantly saw each other and were like, oh, I get who you are, and this is why I'm bonding together with you. But in this movie, it's just like, uh, I'll come with you. It's like, this fails the Rick and Morty heist film test of like, hey, you old so-and-so, like, let's go. Yeah, like, nobody's, there's no snappiness, and there's, like, no team chemistry, really, in this one until they start fighting together at the end, and it's just kind of weird that way. It, it took but, the um, idea of show, don't tell, and just said, we're just going to tell. There's no showing. <laughs> yeah, there is, I mean, there's definitely some of that. But, uh, all right, we can get into spoilers. Um, I did say I thought Ray Fisher did good enough that, like, yeah, when he died, I actually was, like, I did care enough that his death, what that meant to, like, the other revolutionaries and stuff like that. And, like, he had a pretty epic death scene, you know. Although it was, it was a great scene. scene. <laughs> yeah, he does impale a man with a, with violently, like, with a very big piece of scrap metal, and uh, it was bloodless. But, um there's so much in this movie that like i hope we do get explained because army of the dead has still left me hanging i still do not understand why there were like robot zombies and cyborg zombies and all of that in this whole mix and somebody told me i would figure that out one day and i'm still waiting on that so i don't hope i hope we don't have to do that because there is a lot i mean that ending scene with ed skeering's character yeah. and like the big boss and the big boss who is uh played also can we boss. talk about him he was. I loved him. In oh no, he's movie. a great. Yeah, you know, Ed Screen's a great actor. Like whenever he's been in anything, as the original Dario Naharis on Game of Thrones, like I was like, oh, I see why Khaleesi would fall for this guy. Like, uh, ironically, both of them are in this. Both both of the uh, Dario Naharis actors are in this movie. Ed Screen is was the original, and then his replacement uh, is the guy who plays uh, Michael Husman Husman Weisman, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but uh, the guy who played the farmer, it yeah. was the second Dario Naharis. But um, yeah, he's great in that. Obviously, in Deadpool as Francis, he was great. And so, like, yeah, you put this guy in a lot of stuff, and he is freaking wonderful. And he's pretty menacing as a villain in this. Yeah, he's and so like, like off kilter, and just like it. He just like every time he was in a scene, I was glued. I was just like, okay, like this dude is so. And then he starts, you know, they start doing all the weird stuff, like all the random appendages that like are attached to him and it's like uh, leeching. Yeah. It's like space yeah, leeching and like, yeah, that was... weird. And, and I'll give Snyder credit there too. Like this is, yes, you can obviously see the um, star Wars, you know, aesthetics, right. You, you, you very much get that, especially like with nemesis, you know, pulling out twin, <laughs> twin red tinged, you know, sabers, but like the world itself and like the, the tech, it's just like, really creative i thought it was actually really interesting it was unique it set itself apart i mean when they're it's this mix of like old you know almost like fallout tech but with like you know super colorful uh like you know energy effects and things like that and it's just the contrast it makes it's it, the world was interesting to look at even though it's so mired in uh you know gray it's it's my just because of the state of the world at this point um, but I still like it's, popped for those, you know, it's, the it's, it's weirdly. Yeah. It's weirdly everything. It's like star Wars, sci-fi, 
uh, midi, like kind of, you know, classic fantasy with yeah. Griffins and whatnot, steampunk, uh, you know, a lot of Eastern elements with some medieval elements, uh, but kind of thrown together in this weird mix. But one thing I did like was the detail of the level of discrepancy between like, yes, we were living in a tech future, but it's clearly like some people have much yeah. more upgraded tech. And I liked that, that like while the farmers and stuff like that, they still live in things that look like they could be medieval villages with just like robots. Like then there's this whole noble class that has these dreadnought ships and, you know, fancier weapons and armor and stuff like that. And so I kind of did like that. There are a lot of details built into this. In that way, it reminds me of the creator from earlier this year where there's a lot of visual mm. ideas being thrown at you at once. Yeah, 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 it's very packed. And like, if you watch it in just each scene, there is like a lot of detail in each scene. So the level of production design and, and creativity, I don't think anybody's kind of faulting that. It's just, again getting you the heart to getting you to care about it all is not there. And so you see scenes like what Jenna Malone as the spider woman monster. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that whole sequence. And they're talking about motherhood and all this. And I was just like, what am I watching right now, bro? Like, like in, in, in 2023, are we allowed to waste a Jaiman Hansu performance like this? I thought we stopped doing that. Like this dude is a great actor. And it's like, hey, his, his whole thing is he's a gladiator. We're going to show any of that? Nah, he's just drunk and mad for a scene. And then he's not. Yeah, I mean, he's not had the most dignified year. I mean, he's had his head pop out as a weird kind of paste over in Shazam 2 at different times. Like, it's been a weird year for Jaimon Hanzu. But, you know, yeah, we've been. done everything. Yeah, we've done everything. Like, you know. I also really, uh, and because there was a shot of it in that when the trailer played, <laughs> reminded me uh, that. So it's funny because like one of the one of the scenes I I gravitated to early was between Jimmy and Greta, and I thought that was, I don't know, I thought that was supremely well done. I thought the the moment of like you know touching the side of his face and the way the lights kind of flickered evoked an emotion to that character and it coupled with Hopkins voice. I mean, Hopkins has one of the most iconic voices, you know, in, in movies. So like, yes, that's going to resonate to a bit, but I was bummed that we didn't get to see more of that, but in that opening fight sequence and like his role in it, you know, he, he didn't just grab the, it was a, when he kills the guy, it's very, he's still hesitating. He still doesn't necessarily want to do it, but like that, that whole thing's there for them to do all that with a, you know, a, a robot, character that you know it doesn't have a ton of screen time and then by the end to make me like give like care about the fact that oh he's there like what is he's, he's over there and he's got the little antlers and stuff and i i wanted more of that character in it but i thought they did such a great job in the limited time it's he's on screen i i really i really dug that a lot yeah you can already tell he's gonna cook in part two though yeah so I was very excited for that um, because, yeah, they make a point in the you know ending sequence of like, well, we kind of achieved the thing. We don't even have to fight here. Right. Like we can just go home and then like all the stuff that happens in the not even post credits, but the kind of final, final ending. Uh, that was actually the one thing. It was my one sticking point as far as casting. Um, no aspersions on uh, the actor, but uh, the actor who plays. um Oh my God! The he's like the Belisarius. Great... Yes, I don't know what it is about the like the role and like 
I, I just never bought it. I was just, <laughs> I just never bought that this dude is like that guy. Like it's just never. And even in the end, when especially when those two are sharing the same screen, uh, and they're like having that final talk of like, you need to go stomp this out, you need to do whatever. I'm, I still buy that. Like, I still can't buy that. Like this person is. A big this bad, guy, yeah. this guy has been made to feel so important to things, even though you see them early on and you see him in the flashbacks and stuff. It's just never bought it. And I don't know what it is. So maybe that'll change in part two. But that was the one casting was fantastic on this for me. But that was the one bit where I was just like, ah, it's never sold me. Just, yeah, <laughs> but again, it's the thing that's the problem with this main problem this movie. There was never one scene or moment, and it takes just one scene to make you right. And, and that guy like kills her whole family and then takes her and it's like a whole thing but it's just exposition like connor said mm. you're just being told this like there's nothing there's no quiet scene of you seeing him like look at her and like execute her family and then you know how he then takes a child from that violent moment and transforms her into like the image of him and like that's a whole kind of important thing because i needed like that thanos gamora moment and yeah I exactly yeah and they did it better in infinity war than they did here with him <laughs> yeah. just like he's just a visual of lining the people up on each side and her standing there like jumping with like half the people but you also had ariana greenblatt for that who is proving to be a pro after ahsoka and yeah, you know true. avengers like she's just out here killing it and barbie so um but no that was a but that was again effective way in that sequence with the thanos thing is Gamora voiceover, but they do a lot of showing you instead of telling you. Right. Like you see the little girl jump when half her planet gets killed. And then you, and then they do it. The dagger is a good thing because you realize, you know, she's not instantly like, oh, I love Thanos, but he gives her this nice shiny thing and yeah. kids are kids and they're like, oh, and they don't understand the true impact of things. And it's like this huge gaslighting moment and you understand that. And like this just didn't kind of do that the same way. No. And so no. I, I think, but again, I feel like there's, I feel like it's not that Snyder doesn't know how to do this. I feel like he just really delegated a lot of this into the wrong places. I feel mm -hmm. like one day we're going to get a chapter of this that really fleshes out who Belisarius is and like why he's a badass and what dimension thing he's in. Yeah. Like, how is he doing some anime style stuff? Like he's in some pocket dimension, like giving orders and taking people in and out. And apparently you could die going there. Like, what is that all about? Like, how did he get from crazy soldier to this mystical, weird, gaudy thing? And, what does it all mean is like, I think something will get fleshed out eventually, but here it's just like asking you to buy into something a lot. And I think that's what this is. It's like a weird timeshare investment. It's like, yo, you're going to have the best <laughs> vacation ever. Eventually. You just got to pay me 1200 up front and for three and for one weekend out of this next calendar year, you're going to have the best time ever. Like I promise you. And it's yeah. like, yeah, go ahead, Connor. final thing on this. Whether you agree with Zack Snyder's philosophies and his points of view on certain things, all of his movies up until this point, even the owl one, have been about something. They've been about ideas. They've been about certain concepts. This isn't about anything. This is so bogged down in its own lore that there's not a point to it. There's nothing to be said there. It's not trying to say anything. It's I just disagree. I hard disagree with that. I think it does, but the problem is it just literally just says it over and over again. It's this whole thing. Every character in this movie has a dialogue or a monologue about what honor is compared to something else, right? Like Ed Skierenstein guy had this whole thing about charity, 
versus yeah. honor and then before he beats somebody to death honor versus re or you know justice versus revenge is a big theme in this like so this theme keeps coming up but it's the characters literally just musing philosophy out loud to each other which never happens in real so life. then it's not it's not subtext it's just text well that yes, doesn't exactly. happen in your battles but it happens a lot in mine <laughs> we just say it out loud and all this stuff also i need to know what owl movie the Guardians the, of Gahul. Guardians of Gahul. That was like, oh my, you've seen never seen. <gasps> no, I haven't seen that one. It's one of his, it's one of his better ones. <laughs> I've it never is, seen that one. That's what helped make Zack Snyder's career. It was People point to 300, but him taking on that animated movie and making a freaking team of owls into like superheroes, like epic. What? Oh like, my God. I need to see Bro, you thing. yeah, yeah, you gotta look this up. We gotta have that a whole kind of side conversation. series in the 2000s yeah. and they yep. made a movie. Yeah. And then yeah, he adapted the book series and it, it was I think it's called Guardians of Gaul Gaul is the movie, mm -hmm. but uh it's based on the owls of Gaul. And and like, yeah, it was like what really helped put him on the map as a director, like was making oh, that, that jump into that movie. Oh yeah, that is that is a good one. Now you gotta see that. It's right up there. It is one of that and uh man, I can't. I can't believe I'm blanking on the name, but the one about Jack Frost. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I love that movie. Rise of the Guardians. Yes, yes, Rise of the Guardians. There was just too many Guardians things. And Rise of the Guardians was awesome. That was a great yeah, movie. those two movies are two of the most slept on, like animated movies of the late Great. 2000s, 2010s. Those both All right, are I got I got significantly that. wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Gowl. Um. Let's talk about going ahead. We got some. We do get a teaser for Rebel Moon Part Two you know, scar giver at the end of this. Are you guys invested? This is going to be like the main seven samurai battle of it all where they got to hold down this planet. You know, the empire is literally going to strike back at them. Did you guys watch that? And what did you think of the footage you saw? I did not because unlike the guardians of Gahul, I don't give a hoot. Wow. Yeah. I'm wow. A, I'm a hundred percent. I'm so, I was so jonesing after that. <laughs> I was like, yes. And they're gonna come attack them. I'm in. I I, there, as, I saw action figures from SH Figure Arts on Twitter, and I went, "Yeah, I might need those." <laughs> like, like I saw Cora as a figure, and I went, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to get that." Uh, and they had Jimmy and some other things. I'm in, man. I'm and I and I hope uh, to your point earlier. I hope my biggest fear is that we won't see all that other stuff. Dude has talked about a video game and all this other things he's got in the in the cooker and i'm like you know there is a risk of like none of that happening right so i understand that so i i would be bummed if we don't see that because i think there's so much potential in this in this world so yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm in part two can't come soon enough i was looking up because i was going to ask a question but i decided to do some research so right now yes we have part two uh he's working on part three with yeah. additional sequels already yeah. planned he, there's plans for an, a whole IP. He's pitched, uh, there's a role-playing video game in development, uh, an animated short, a graphic novel, a novelization of the film, and, uh, and oh, yep, a TV series focused on Balisarius. So, yeah, we will be getting that. Uh, Four-player co-op action game. Yeah, that's the one, okay. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Or, prequel comics, House of the House of Blood Axe is getting a prequel comic. 
from Titan, you know, set five years and talking about Blood Axe and his sister. A narrative podcast, an animated comic book. Yeah, they're doing everything. And an animated series. These are all things like so. You know, I'm oh baby. Yeah, Let's an animated shorts about Kali, the Kali, the shadowy figures in Mother World. So, like, yeah, this whole universe, they're going everywhere with it. So now, yes, now reading this afterwards makes so much more sense why this movie is the way it is. So, like, and I hope he gets to make it all because I hope one day I come back to this and I watch it and I'm like, and I can bring all the necessary narratives to make it feel a whole other kind of way that all these characters finally united. It would be weird if you pulled this off and it was like a reverse time-lapsed retcon Avengers moment. Where like you go back and watch this, and you're like, I can't believe they're all together. No, the climax, the climax is already there. You know what I mean? So yeah. All right, so we're getting. Uh, that's about it. Um, just yes or no. Final question: Are you guys in for part two? Despite all my criticisms of this and how hard it was to get into, I am interested to see it through. So yes, I am in. Thumbs up for part two. Matt. Oh yeah, easy, hundred percent. And Connor. Do you have to ask? I, I mean, it's America. I do. Nah, man. I'm good. I'm 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 settled. I'm good. Well, you picked the wrong job, my friend, because you'll be doing it anyway. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. This has been our spoilers breakdown of Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire. Please be sure to listen to all our other podcasts on Comic Book Nation. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platforms and on our YouTube page. Merry Christmas to everybody. We hope you guys have good movie viewings, whatever you choose to watch out there. We'll see you next time. Peace. Later.